Good morning, good morning, good morning. Today is College Sports Monday, and you're listening to Let's Talk Sports with Tim McCain. So today we're going to be diving into a few sports topics around college basketball, and um, also we're going to be diving into um, players trying to remove themselves from the college system and go directly into the pro system, and I'll explain what I mean uh, later on. But the first topic I want to talk about is the NCAA relaxes, excuse me, the NCAA relaxes the transfer rules, which would allow players to now be able to, let's say a coach were to leave, because, you know, a lot of coaches have left before the season, and some of the recruiters, some of the the people who uh, recruited to these universities, a lot of these, a lot of these kids, they they went because either a coach that was recruited by them or the head coach was there and they wanted to learn from them. So what happens is now a player, if a coach leaves and it's their first semester and it's actually, I believe they were saying it was like incoming freshmen who enroll in summer school and receive financial aid can transfer and play immediately without a waiver if the coach leaves prior to the first day of fall classes. So, uh, what that means is essentially players have the right to transfer. Whereas if the coach were to leave before they would have to be stuck for a year and then wait and then transfer after that, if they were going to transfer at all. And now we have players with the ability to move freely. Now it definitely works well with some of the players, um, there could be some potential issue, though, with the universities and the fans and maybe even some of the media with people think, saying, well, you're just giving kids the, the, the free will to just move back and forth different colleges and stuff like that. Well, coaches do it. I mean, Jimbo Fisher, you went from Florida State to Texas Tech or Texas A&M. And for me, being somebody who understands Florida State, I still don't understand that move. Yes, it's in Texas, and maybe the money's better. But for me, Jimbo Fisher's best years were in Florida State. That's where he was getting his recognition. There's more. There's more history. There's more uh, success with with Bobby Bowden and Jimbo Fisher in Florida State than Texas A and M. I mean, if you if we're talking about if we're talking about Texas and football, we're not talking about Texas A and M. We're talking about Texas. You know. If if we're talking about football, we're talking about Alabama. We're talking about the SEC, you know. So I I mean so I I don't quite understand the move, but I guess what my point is is that now if a player would have go if if a player would have went to Florida State, let's say Jim Bo Fisher uh, was still the head coach of Florida State, was recruiting some of these young players now, and then decided to move to Texas A and M. Some of those same players that he recruited to go to Texas a- to, to Florida State could now transfer and potentially go to a Texas A&M or whatever school of choice they want to on their list. And I think that that definitely is a plus for the players. One of their um, uh, one of their uh, speakers, Ina Sumanovic, the NCAA, the NCAA Division One Student Athlete Advisory Committee said, allowing student athletes in certain situations to transfer and play immediately provides student athletes with more opportunities to have the best experience possible within their collegiate career. The rule was conceived by Division I Transfer Working Group. So I believe it could be a plus for the players. I do know, however, that there will always be people who wonder 
Well, what about the fact that you can't, the player shouldn't have this much control? Or why should an 18-year-old decide where he wants to go? Because it's, it's called free will. It's called America, you know? And I'm not trying to get political. But at the end of the day, if a reason why a kid was going to go to a coach was because a particular coach recruited him and then he left, he should be able to transfer. So I believe it's the right thing to do. It's not like a kid could just transfer um, immediately and then, you know, let's say he had a falling out, you know, and he just didn't like the way a coach was yelling at him. He just transferred. It's, it's not like that. It's if a coach leaves, okay? I think, you know, in, in the game of sports, Coaches, and I think also when you look at it, a lot of people are upset about, well, you see a lot of kids just transfer because they're getting yelled at. People think the millennial generation is soft. You know, for me, the way I see it is with this new wave of of social media and everything, people are just more aware of what's going on and people are more free to speak on it. If there was a time where back in the, the 80s and 90s, where social media was around and they were still posting it and stuff like that. The 80s and 90s would be more censored, you know, and when it comes to how people operate and how they do things. It's, it's, it's a different time, yes, but also it's the times where social media has a huge play. And so I think that people need to be, people need to understand that this is really the first generation where we have social media and trying to understand how to communicate, how to, you know what I mean, how to do certain things online. So that's one of the reasons why we see people just being being able to freely just type and say whatever they want. And so and and just cameras everywhere and people just like if somebody's upset with somebody, they just tweet it. And so I think that's where people think that the millennial generation is soft. But that is my first topic for uh for uh college sports. The next co- topic I want to talk about is Jalen the Kyo. Jalen LaCroix, probably pronouncing that wrong. He is an NC State signee who is eventually entering the 2019 NBA draft. Now, when I think about this, I think this is another way where uh, young kids decide to move away from the college system. Darius Blazley is another example. He was he signed with Clutch Sports, uh, LeBron James and Rich Paul's company. He was an or- original Syracuse uh, signee. Now, granted, Darius Blazley had a history with Louisville before, and there was uh, there was an issue there. And so he did, he if he had went to college, there would have always been the question of eligibility and you know what happened. Did he take money? Did he not take money? And so there always would have been issues there. But the way that I see it is I see this being a potential good for some players. Some players could look at this and say, hey, look, you know, you have these guys who don't have to necessarily play in college. I mean, you have guys like Brandon Jennings who went overseas and played for a year. You have guys like Jalen who basically was 19. And you can be a 19-year-old. You don't have to be in college. You can be 19 years old. I mean, now they have the NBA G League where you can go when you're 19 or whatever. So uh, there's definitely uh, they're definitely making some changes. But I will say this. For Darius Blazley and Jalen LeCue, it could be tough for them because they weren't the number one highly touted player coming out of high school. Neither one of them were. And Darius Blazley went from the 13th ranked 18th ranked. He was 18th ranked player in the draft. 
from 2019 in June last year. Now he's 144th. Now they're saying that he could be, no, the 44th pick in the draft, not 144th. Now he's the 44th pick in the, in the draft when it comes to the mock draft. Okay? And so because of his lack of production when it comes to views, when it comes to media and social media, we have not seen Darius Blazley. Okay? And it's definitely hampered his draft stock. Whereas Zion Williamson, who was the second best player in the draft or third or fourth or wherever, depending on whoever had him in, in there, in the position, he went from second or third to number one overall. He totally, he's number one pick in the draft. Okay? He elevated himself at Duke University other than, than any other any, any of these other kids who would have decided, hey, look, I'm just going to sit out a year. His game, his name was elevated at Duke, and his his year at Duke made people who didn't even like Duke want to watch Duke because Zion was playing. And so, whereas it's, I think it's interesting and smart how some of these kids are playing um, against the NCAA system, but I do believe that the NCAA system still works for some people and a lot of athletes and for the kids who want to go about this against the system. It's definitely a gamble and I hope the best for him. But I will say that I'm not sure if a Jalen Lequeux or even a Darius Blazely will be drafted in the first round. They'll probably be drafted in the second round because they have been you haven't seen them on a national level yet, a national stage. Whereas if Jalen Lequeux, if he has went to state for a year. He could be a potential top 15, top 10 overall pick in the draft, which means you can have some potential extra dollars coming out in the beginning, which is why it could be good to go to school. But it's also interesting how we're seeing more players do things differently. So thank y'all for listening to Let's Talk Sports with Tim McCain. Y'all have a good one.